I wouldn't say that being seen, I can give you actionable steps, I guess, the way I look at being seen and the way we connect with what I connect with people is that when we're talking, I search for three things or I make sure to look at three things. Okay. There's the data, there's the information that you're telling me, there's the facts of the situation, and then there's the feeling behind what you're saying to me. And then finally, the thing that really makes us feel seen is the validation and the validation is based on what you were saying to me. So based on the data and the feeling that you have, you are absolutely justified and righteous in feeling the way you do based on everything you've said to me. Reflecting that back to them, letting you know that I understand what you just said, how you feel about what you just said and why you're right about that. It's not my personal belief, but is a reflection of how you feel. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Leslie Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world, and the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity, and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Hey, be it babe, what's up? Okay, I am on a freaking high. This interview I just got off of with Coach Lee Hopkins is going to change your life. And if you are like saying yes, 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 if you are talking with us, if you're answering the questions with us, if you feel like you're having a conversation with us, yes, we want to know because that whole interview could have lasted hours. It is way too much fun. So you can see yourself in the story. And if you can't see yourself in the story, I want you to try because I think a lot of us think that the things that we are frustrated with in our lives or in our experience, um, what's going on with us, the, they like the mess that is going in our lives. We get frustrated. We want it to go away. We want it to be over. We don't want to deal with it. Why are we going through this? Why is this happening to me? And it's happening for you. I know it sucks when you're going through it. It blows. In fact, and it stings and it hurts. And as you hear my guest coach Lee's story, you're going to be like, what? And then you'll be excited. You'll be like, what? And you'll be like, that's your life too. Okay. We have to stop trying to push away the things that feel like pain. And we have to really start to see like, what can I glean from this? What is this trying to teach me? Why do I keep having this experience? What can I get from this? And then pay attention to how you want to feel in your life. Because what is going on that you're like, oh, this keeps happening. It's happening for you. And then you'll be able to use that thing, all those lessons you learn from that and put it together with how you want to feel and be in this world. And you can then manifest. You can take the next steps to it. You can really, truly be it till you see it. And so I'm just going to stop because we went a little long on this interview. Um, and you won't even notice time will fly because it flew for us. I really enjoy this person so much. I really can't wait to have them back. And if you have any, any questions for us or anything, please tag us to be a pod, send it in, make sure you're following coach Lee. I think that you're really going to enjoy their energy and have an amazing day. Here's the interview. Be It Till You See It is brought to you by Brad and I going Woo. to Cambodia. That's right. And you too. you got to come with us. Yeah, we're going to be there for a retreat uh, this year, the end of this year, from October 30th for five days through November 4th. Yeah, and here's the deal. So we set it up specifically so you can leave work, 
get on a plane, you arrive in Cambodia, we do Pilates every day, we do breath work, we do goals coaching, we're gonna tour temples, we're gonna eat amazing food, you need to stay at our house, and space is really limited because it's at our house. Yeah, it's at our house, and for those of you who do math, like me, it's six days, not five, I just did it on my fingers, like, oh yeah, right? Uh, so He's the, really excited. <laughs> um, we can only take 20 people. Yeah. Okay, so space is extremely limited. Everybody's really been telling us how much they wanna join us. Yeah. So do not wait, get yourself on the uh, wait list for this. Actually, we're past the wait list. Get yourself on the- uh, Get on the landing page and yeah, snag Yeah, sign up spot. for this. Uh, go to onlinepilatesclasses.com slash retreats. Yeah. So if you have questions, feel free to ask, DM us everything. I understand Cambodia seems like it's really far away. I promise you, once you are there, it is amazing. It is out of this world incredible. And this is our first retreat since our last retreat, which was in March of 2020. Yeah. So we are excited. Our team there is so enthusiastic to welcome us back. They can't wait. And the place looks amazing. Anyways, I just spent a full month there preparing for this retreat. And I'm telling you, a, I'm so excited. Our place is ready to go and it's really exciting. All you need to do is get yourself there. We will pick you up from the airport. We will take you to where you're gonna stay and then you're gonna be able to eat with us, practice with us, hang with us all week long. This is, not, this is not one of those retreats where they only feed you two meals a day. We feed no, you. You're with us we, all week. Once we arrive and kick this retreat off, it's dinner Sunday and then three meals a day until Friday morning we eat breakfast and we take you to the airport and to wherever you want to go, whether it's back home or maybe you go somewhere else because once you're in Southeast Asia, you can keep going. You can, yeah. But uh, lock your spot in today by uh, making your deposit. Go to onlinepilatesclasses.com slash retreats. See you in Cambodia. All right, be it babe, I have someone super special for you. Like I read about this person and I was like, uh, yes, yes. All the things, yes, have to have this person on because well, well, you'll hear, he just emulates what be it till you see it is. And I am really excited for you to hear not only his story of how he got started, but also some other tips he has to help you be it till you see it. So coach Lee Hopkins, ah, thank you for being here. Can you tell everyone who you are, what you're rocking at? And let's go also go with how you got started. Wow. I love that energy. Thank you so much, Leslie. That's <laughs> wonderful. Uh, yeah. My name's Coach Lee Hopkins, and I help people create lasting friendships and meaningful relationships. And I got started by, I feel like there was another question in there, but I'm so excited to share Go into about it. me getting started. So I just... No, I'm sure we'll get back you're, to you're it. You're perfectly we'll, on point. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get back to that. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, so... I'm really excited to be here. And I share with you that I am a coach that helps people make lasting friendships. And I got into that because I had zero friendships. I suffered from loneliness for a very long time. And I've been chasing that truth or chasing that um, feeling of connection for years upon years. And I had started because I thought that making connections was about being in the right place, you know, finding your tribe. And when I grew up, I was disconnected from people. I saw a lot of people making friends, but I just thought, well, I have to find my tribe. So I had an opportunity to move to college when I turned 18 and I could connect with people who from different countries, different walks of life and everything, but I still felt lonely. So then again, I thought, well, geez, man, I just haven't found my tribe. That's what it was. And so I moved from Ohio to California 
where where everyone start... finds her tribe everyone just saying i'm kidding <laughs> right <laughs> california gold it's the friendships <laughs> yes sorry That's I was... awesome. and it was around the time Katy perry came out with the california girls were so incredible <laughs> you know so yes <laughs> i'm born and raised california girls so i'm sorry i interrupted but i just had a shout out that's probably not where you're Everyone finds a tribe, but you can. You can. You can. But I did learn a whole lot of things there. So I started to connect with more people and I I felt more like I was in the karaoke scene. A lot of people like high-fived me and I was like a little mini celebrity, but this was in the Central Valley. Okay. So it wasn't like in the Where in the Central Valley? Hold on. Where are you in the Central Valley? I'm from the Uh, Central Valley. Modesto. Stop. Okay. I used to cruise McHenry. We're just having what? a little pause moment. Yes. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> yes. When I, the only couple of years in high school where I had like a friend, not a tribe, but a friend uh, who's like my bestie. We had the same name. We had the same middle name. Our dads had the same name. Our brothers that we like, we like what? we met on the cross country team because hello, I was also trying to find a friend. And then I met her and we became besties and we would tell our parents we were going to go get some Carl's Jr. And we would Somehow no one noticed that we drove 30 minutes to Modesto for Krispy Kreme donuts when the hot light was on and Cruz McHenry. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I'm wow, from, I'm from Lodi, world. not Modesto. But anyways. Lodi, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know where you So anyways, so back to you. Mini celebrity doing karaoke in, karaoke? in Modesto. And- no one knows where that is. It's okay. Everyone Central Valley is broad enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. So, oh man. Uh, So I was like trying to connect with people, but I wasn't able to really make the kind of connection that I wanted. So I thought, well, California is messed up and I had the opportunity to move to Chicago where I am now. And that's where I transitioned. So as you hear me now, I'm a trans man. I didn't say that in the introduction, but I'm a trans man. And I moved to Chicago and just about as soon as I hit the ground running, I transitioned from female to male. That And I connected with the queer community that helped me through this process. And I thought that we were going to be best friends and we're going to be really well connected because we had this shared experience. But that wasn't true. And I still felt Mm. disconnected from the people. And it just happened to be because I was hiding something. I was hiding my truth. And I didn't know that I was doing that until I got a new perspective on it. And so when I learned that I was hiding my truth, I learned how to figure that out and fix it up. Then I wanted to share that with everybody because it feels good to make friends. It feels good to share an experience with them. And so I want to help everybody do that. See, this is so, there's so many things to talk about. Coach Lee, there's just so many. <laughs> um, so first of all, what I what I really find interesting is that like, I think you're not alone in this. You kept moving thinking that's mm-hmm. going to be the answer. And I and whether or not you're all moving and looking for friends, y'all listen to this, like see yourself in the story. How often are you like, oh, when I get there, then I will have. When mm. this happens, then I will have. And like that's why the show is Be It Till You See It because like we have to stop waiting, <laughs> waiting for or thinking that the thing we the thing that's going to change our life or make us who we all want, want to be is over there. It's actually where we are right now. And yes. it's, you said it. It's like you were hiding something and you were hiding something from you. <laughs> yeah. You're the first person to say it like that. I like that. That rocks first. my world. <laughs> that wrecked my world. This yeah. is on recorded. You'll get to ke- <laughs> you can read this. <laughs> <laughs> This is so good. Coach Lee. Okay. So, so I, I think like what you are looking for is, um, 
it, it, it's something that everybody is, whether or does it, whether whatever you subscribe to or whatever how you ever identify, we are all looking for connection. We are all looking for friends. And mm. my husband and I moved to Vegas in 2020 during the pandemic. So and we were from California. So we're like, everything should be locked down. And so we were, <laughs> we stayed inside for a year and then we went out to make friends and we were like, when did you move here? We're like a year ago. Oh, who do you know? No one. We know zero people because <laughs> we've been in lockdown. And so, yes. so we had to like, as adult, find a tribe in air quotes or like find our community here. And you know what? I had never, I hadn't had to do that for 14 years. Like I lived in LA for so long, but like you keep making new friends, but like you always have like someone or like a group of people or a community Mm -hmm. you could go to. I never had to like start fresh, like fresh, fresh. And so, um, so I, I resonate with your story when I was reading about what you do, because I think so many people are wanting lasting relationships and friendships and genuine ones. And Mm. like, how, so how did you do that? So then you figured this, you like the, all these realizations came, you are stepping into who you are, you're owning what your truth is. And then how did you make for lasting relationships and make that a job? <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely I had to figure out what I was hiding from myself and I really like how you put it. So I'm, I'm going to keep that and share that with people just like that from now on, because I didn't realize I was hiding something from myself. So in order to figure that out, I had someone help me with therapy. Mm-hmm. With therapy, I had a little bit of a, self, a reflection from another point of view. Because it all it is is that someone else is sharing the perspective on how you are behaving. And you get to consume that perspective. You get to, to see it as your own. And, and sure enough, it was like, wow, is that how other people are seeing me? Well, I trust this person who's telling me that I'm acting this way. So maybe that's how other people are seeing me. What if I adjust it up and see what happens? Mm-hmm. And so that's what they did. They essentially talked about a mindset change and going out to meet friends because I was just down the dumps. I was like maybe two years into being in Chicago. I was like, oh, I can't make any friends. I don't know what's going on. Uh, it's it's definitely not me. <laughs> so I go out and I learned about this mindset and I get an idea that I'm going to connect with somebody and I'm going to make a friend. This was me manifesting this whole thing. I was mm-hmm. like thinking about it. So I go to this comedy club and I had an opportunity to talk. So I met a cool person because I said, I'm going to make a friend. We're having a conversation, having a drink and everything. And I steer the conversation towards LGBT stuff because I want to see how they're feeling about this. And they mentioned to me that they have never seen a trans person before, don't understand the process and why anyone would ever want to do that. And so, oh my God, like that's the first friend that you're trying to make. And that <laughs> it's like all the opposites of what you were probably hoping they would say. But I didn't even think about that. Actually, this is interesting because I'd love to hear your take on this yeah. because I was thinking that, wow, I'm going to fill in this knowledge gap for you. And we're going to be best of friends. I'm going to reveal my truth that I have been terrified to share with people. Mm. And we're going to be best of friends. And sure enough, I reveal myself. I'm like, I'm a trans person, trans man. And they just freeze and they stop talking and they leave. They don't say anything else to me. They're just gone. They're just gone. How brave are you? Because like, I love how you handled it. Way more mature than what I just said. (laughs) Oh, no. <laughs> but, but like, you know what I mean? But like, cause you could have, you could have just been like, oh my God, that's like everything I don't want. And you could have just been like, oh, and just like move the conversation and like found a way to like walk away from this. But see, the thing is, is that Leslie, I didn't understand that that wasn't what I wanted until years later, mm. because if they had said anything else to me, my 
desperate self would have latched on to that and tried to explain why trans people are amazing and why I'm also amazing and why you should like me and we should be friends. Right. You would have put everything in this person and this person, your only friend, like, 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 uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. The universe, I see. Yeah. And the universe will give you what you need. All right. Oh, they just did. Need. The universe just gave you what you needed in that moment. Woo. Boom. <laughs> and I didn't understand it at that time. But when I reflect back on it, I'm like, oh, okay, great. So you get it. Leslie is like, I didn't need that friendship with him and they didn't want to be friends with me. It was wasted energy and time. Go be with people who are interested in who you are and what you really want. And I had to learn that. I'm hiding my truth. I'm running around the world, hiding who I am, afraid of rejection. But as soon as I show myself what's going to happen, isn't that I'll die. Mm -hmm. I will learn from it. I Mm -hmm. will be okay. And that's what the universe was setting me up for. And it felt like, ugh, very painful in the moment. But man, now at this point, I can understand that this is why I help people go through this process because you are going to get rejected. But what you're going to do is you're going to learn from that. You're going to learn that this isn't the kind of person that you are going to be connected with. That's all you're going to learn. And you luckily are going to learn it sooner because in the past, I would just grab onto them and be like, for years, hiding who I am, be my friend, be my friend, mm-hmm. be my friend. Mm-hmm. And they don't really know me or right, they don't you were really hiding, like me. You were hiding yeah. too much. Yeah. So yeah. they could only go so deep in the relationship with you. You know, Absolutely. it's interesting how you said that because um, my husband, when I met him, a friend introduced us. She's like, you need to date this guy. He's great for you. And I'm like, oh, his jeans are skinnier than mine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm dating, I'm trying on new jean styles. So that was a blog I wrote. I had a dating blog back when I was single. And I like was like dating, you need to date, like you need to go to a jeans bar and you need to try on all the jeans because you think you look good and high-waisted, but maybe you look good in boyfriend and like let's, and maybe high-waisted look good on you then, but it doesn't look good on you now. Like that mm. kind of thing, right? So I was like, well, I'm trying on different jeans. Let's go try on some skinny ones. And um, <laughs> so she, like, it's a super loose for long story. But the fast story is she thinks he's great for me. I think I'm on a date with him. He doesn't, that he doesn't know he's on, but like we're together. And I'm like, it was like a ranged thing. It was a little bit of manip- manipulation in his words, but not mine. Anyway, it was a range. We're sitting there on this couch at a bar and I'm like, yes, we're on this date. It's going to be amazing. He's going to ask me out for reals. And then he goes, yeah, I'm married. And I was like, what? But, <laughs> what? Doesn't, does our mutual friend know that you're married? Because she just set me up on a date with you. And like my brain is one of those things. He's like, well, actually I'm getting divorced. And he had hid that he was going through divorce for over a year from everybody. No one knew what he was going wow. through. I'm telling his story from and he's going to listen to this and go, I could tell my story. But at any rate, he did this because he didn't want people to know. He didn't want people to have a judgment or reject him because like here he is this 30, like he grew up, like you get married and you're married to the person forever. And here mm-hmm. he is like going through this divorce and he was embarrassed and all these things. And so he thought by not telling people, then no one would reject him. But now... <laughs> But now he's in a different but, situation and it's, yeah. it's just so interesting because so many people are hiding what makes them them, right? Like not that his right. divorce is like uh, his title, but like once he shared with me and then like all this weight came off, we could connect on a different level because I was going through my own breakup and we could actually like be real humans having a conversation going through something instead of like, and what do you do? And what do you do? You know, like we have a meaningful relationship like what you do. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I resonate with that story so much. I'm so glad that you you shared it just like that because I made a friend with a person 
who I didn't share was trans. And so when I was dating people, I was getting rejected, but I couldn't share with them why I was getting mm. rejected. And so they couldn't support me. They didn't even know that there was a problem. And the the advice or information that they would share with me was just keep trying. It's, but you don't understand. That's because I'm not telling you. You don't understand because I'm not telling you and I can't have support and you can't support me if you want to. And so that just doesn't make anything lasting or it doesn't make you feel like you're any less lonely than just Oh my God. It makes you feel more lonely. I felt lonely for you. Mm -hmm. I also like this question that came up to those who are listening. Like, what are you not telling? Like someone you consider your best friend that like, you know, like, what are we not Mm -hmm. talking about? I don't know. Exactly. That's for the person listening, not for you. Um, Okay. So coach Lee, (laughs) so you're discovering this and you're going on this journey. And like, first of all, the fact that what you coach on is like the struggle that was the most, the beginning of majority of your years on this earth so far. Mm-hmm. I love because like, I find it interesting when like, if somebody has like so easy at making friends growing up and they're like, I'm going to help you make relationships. And they never had to struggle. Like I find like, you know, they, they say don't. your mess is your message. And so, mm-hmm. um, so I love that this is your thing. How did you decide like, okay, I'm going to coach people on this though. Like, what was that switch like? Wow. Well, the thought process was that it feels so good for me to do it, that I want to help other people connect in. But if I would be absolutely honest with you, Leslie, I believe in doing things for the very selfish reasons of just being me. Everybody who is connected to me should operate in this selfish mode of they're doing what's best for them. And what's best for them just happens to also be good for me because we are friends and we we share a similar vibe. How are we? So, how are we just now meeting? You I like <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like we're a best friend. <laughs> and now he's like, you're a stalker. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you you get it. You get it. I'm so glad, but you understand. It's like, well, the reason why I want to do this coaching is because I had such a terrible time making friendships and stuff. And I want to go big on this. So I figured if I live my truth, then I can make friends with people. But if I keep running into people who are hiding the truth from themselves or hiding the truth from other people and aren't comfortable with it, I'm going to run into those people. And with those people, I'm not going to be able to be friends with them or I'll have to work through it with them. And I don't, have time for that on a, on a Lee level, as far as me being selfish about myself and trying to build intimate connections for me. So I'm just like, instead of trying to just coach people that I meet randomly, why don't I tell as many people as possible? Because this feels good. The more people who feel in tune with themselves, the more people who feel connected to themselves can connect easier to me. If they so desire, they have the the knowledge of themselves to say, Lee, I'm great hanging out with you or Lee, no, I'm not interested in you. And I appreciate it either way. What I hope not to happen or what I want to not happen is people to say, I don't know. Eh, I don't know. You know? Okay. Eh. Also, I know everyone's listening to this and this is like, oh, super, super self-help right now, everyone. But there's a little business thing in here that he's pointing out. I have to just say, you don't want lukewarm fans. You want people who love you or don't love you. You don't Mm -hmm. want these lukewarm people. It's like a wet blanket. You don't want them. They don't buy from you. They don't support you. They're just like, (laughs) yay, that's cool. But you want people who are like, yeah, I'm into it. I'm into being a friend with you. And like, let's share on this level. I love it so much. Anyways, so sorry. I keep interrupting. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, I I feel like I must be doing something here. I must be doing something that's excitable because, hey, I'm feeling it too. (laughs) I'm feeling it. So yeah, it's like that. So I started to be the coach. I wanted to coach, but on the very, very selfish level reason is that, man, 
it, it feels good to be connected. It feels good to know yourself, to be grounded and connected with yourself. And the more people who can do that for themselves and see themselves as and live their truth, they can decide whether they want to connect with me or not. And I can find my friendships and intimacy quicker than I would if I just kind of be myself, work a regular five, nine to five. Mm-hmm. And that's like a bigger, selfish kind of reason. Mm-hmm. But also, man, it just feels really good to know yourself. I want another word for do. selfish. I want I want there to be the sel- a selfish that's a negative and then a word for selfish that's a positive. Do you know what I mean? Because like I actually think that selfish mm-hmm. has gotten uh, needs a rebrand. I agree with you there because it's hard to say it too because I, I think that when people hear selfish, they're like, Lee, you're bad. Like don't qualify it that way. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Like people who are like selfish negatively probably qualify sometimes in the narcissist category. So I don't know, like I'm just there. I don't know who Webster is or where the, where, who makes words up, but like, I feel like we need another <laughs> word <laughs> that's a positive selfish. Yes. Anyways, Absolutely. we'll work on that together. <laughs> I'm on a mission. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. We should do that for sure. But that's, that's where it, it came from is to, to connect with people and to feel more connected. And, and overall, I think that I believe that that's all we want to do is mm-hmm. to be understood and to be connected with each other. Everybody wants to feel seen mm-hmm. and not seen like I looked at you, but like seen like inside you see me, you get me like that's what everybody wants. And it's and 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 it's and so few people know how to actually make lasting friendships that like I think a lot of people are surrounded with a lot of friends or a tribe and they still feel really lonely. Yeah. And to your point, I want to say that being seen I can give you actionable steps, I guess, the way I look at being seen okay. and the way we connect with what I connect with people is that when we're talking, I search for three things or I make sure to look at three things. Okay. There's the data, there's the information that you're telling me, there's the facts of the situation. And then there's the feeling behind what you're saying to me. And then finally, the thing that really makes us feel seen is the validation and the validation is based on what you were saying to me. So based on the data and the feeling that you have, you are absolutely justified and righteous in feeling the way you do based on everything you've said to me, reflecting that back to them, letting you know that I understand what you just said, how you feel about what you just said and why you're right about that. It's not my personal belief, but is a reflection of how you feel. And when I do that for people, it lights them up. Because, and people do that for me, it lights me up too, because I'm like, oh, you get me. You right. understand. So you're saying, because that third part, I think, is where people miss it. Yes. You're saying instead of me going, oh, Lee, that's not what they meant. You're, you're uh, Instead, the being seen part is like, oh, Lee, you felt like this. Like I'm, I'm restating or reaffirming yeah. your feelings around the thing as opposed to like denying your feelings around the thing. Yeah, exactly. So like saying, um, for example, I had a bad day at work and I'm angry about that. And I go on and on and tell you, you bad. I had a bad day at work. I'm so angry. And that's what I say. And then if you were reflecting and you really wanted me to be seen and heard and understood, you would say something like, and yeah, I hear your boss was terrible today. You spent, you spilled coffee on your shirt and your coworkers are talking about you all the time. Of course you feel angry about that because that's just a frustrating situation to be in. And you've told me several times that you don't even like your job. So that makes you feel seen. Like I understand exactly how you feel in that situation. Just saying something back to you like, oh, I hear you had a bad day. Of course, Mm -hmm. I know what bad days feel like because I've had them too. I had a bad day today too. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't make me feel seen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is good. Everyone can use that. That's so good. 
Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Obviously you're coming back because we could talk for hours on this, but I want to go to a couple <laughs> things um, while, while we okay. have you on this amazing day. Um, so I know that you're pretty like, I know that you're a pretty good manifester. And I find that a lot of people either think manifestation is like a double woo. It's a woo woo thing, or <laughs> they, they have their vision, but they don't know how to take the next steps. And like, they're not, they're not actually thinking about it. And manifestation to me is like visualizing over again. There's all these things, but can you tell people maybe a couple or one or two of your favorite manifestation stories from yourself? And then can we get some tips on like how we can be better manifestors? All right. Sure. Absolutely. So, um, the story that I like to tell most is about The Secret, watching The Secret. When I was in Modesto, I had a girlfriend and she sat me down and she was like, hey, let's watch The Secret together. And I was like, okay. Blah, blah. And then we broke up and I was absolutely devastated and so, so sad. But I remember that The Secret said just to try something, just, just anything. I just just put what it is what you imagine it's going to be. And so at this time I was working in a warehouse and I decided that I would use the law of attraction, which is, you know, what I understand law of attraction is visualizing it and then telling everybody about it. Because when you tell people about it, you either get it to come to you or people who's going to help you come in your life and people who yeah. aren't going to help you, they move out of your life. It's why I and keep so telling everyone on almost every episode that I can't wait to have a G-Wagon because I'm <laughs> every listener is like a compounding, like getting my law of attraction up there. <laughs> we're, we're making that consciously happen for you. We are. I believe it. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so... I was working in a warehouse and I decided that uh, I was bored and I wanted to change and people around me wasn't enough and all of this. And I thought, well, the law of attraction is what's going to do it for me. I found a business card on the ground and I scratched some their name out, scratched their name out, put my name on it. I scratched out their title and I put a title that I thought I could have on it, a specialist slash analyst. And then I scratched out some other details and wrote my own and I put it on my door, my door for work from so every day I left and I would see it. I would see it as I leave that's and I would look at that's it. That's so cool. Yeah. And I would see it every day. And then I would start hearing things about getting better with it. Like, um, so I wanted to, I was working in the warehouse and I wanted to have some kind of corporate job using computers. And that was all the, the idea that I had, but I had this really specific card though. I had that really specific card. And so I look at it every day and then things just, I started to hear about things. I started to talk about things and I did some work with Excel. I learned about Excel and I learned about Microsoft access programs. And then I learned that I can get a certificate for it. I heard these things on the radio and I feel like I've never heard them before, but I learned that you could do that on the radio and then do it, start researching. And I started putting more hours into it. And I started asking people, will they give me a mock interview? Because in my company, they were like, sure, if we believe in you growing. So I asked supervisors, give me mock interview. And one day I sat down with uh, the head of HR at the company and she had looked through it. And by then I had some certificates. So it's been about a year, but I had some certificates. I, I didn't even notice time fl flew and she flipped through and she was like, oh, this is interesting. You think you want to move to Chicago? And I was like, yeah, I guess I have nothing else going on here. And she said, yeah, because we got a brand new position opening up. And it was this is what blew me away. I didn't realize that it was the law of attraction. But when I got there, it's a reporting analyst position. And it was in a logistics specialist situation and a logistics specialist um, team. And I was like, wow, because on my card, my job that I had wrote was analyst slash specialist. Yeah. And it's slash logistics. 
And I have a picture of that on my website because I was like blown away by that. I'm like, <gasps> you made a, that happen. I made that happen. I believe that I made that happen because it was a brand new team that they were reorganizing. Reorganizing. Yeah. You didn't even know you you didn't even know this job could be anything or even within even the know. company you're already working for. This is I hope everyone's listening to this because I'm currently in a situation, I'm not manifesting it, but it is like thing dropped in my lap and it's like doesn't fit the way it is packaged. And I'm like, the universe doesn't bring you things that like just to like taunt you. Like there's mm. like it's here to help. There's something about this thing, right? That like it's gonna either be part of the story or it's gonna teach me something and I want to reject the package the way it is, but I also am like, well, why are we rejecting it? It hasn't even like arrived yet. So let's just like hang on and just see what we learn from it. But I love your story so much because I think like so many people are stopping themselves from, because like, oh, my job doesn't have that, that thing, or, Mm -hmm. um, or I'd have to move to get that job, or I'd have to like do this. they, They start to get caught up in all the have tos that are around the logistics that are around it. Um, and Instead, you were like, nope, I'm going to put this job. I'm going to look at it. And then because you were like had it there and you had this law of attraction style of manifesting around it, you're hearing things on the radio that were already there. But now your brain's like, oh, that's a thing that I need for this thing. Go get that thing. Yeah. Right. So I think all of us are stopping ourselves too soon. We're rejecting things before they even happen. And they're going to happen when you're supposed to. This is really fun. I love it. I love yeah, stories absolutely. like this. Yeah, it's it's so amazing. I like the way you package it like that too. It's like that that's exactly what happened. I feel so proud of that. And if I could tell a super super, super yeah, quick story about another one, another yeah. one about how I became a coach now. So I'm in corporate and I decide that I'm still not making the kind of friendships and connections that I want. And that was like, I guess that was the thing. That was the calling, that was the purpose of my existence. Now that's what I believe because I because the next kind of manifestation happened. That's like I was at this job and I tried to do whatever I could to to succeed and be successful, but I end up leaving the company, hoping to make better connections with people. So I worked downtown and I was trying to make more connections with people like friendships and and stuff like that, but that wasn't working out either. And when the pandemic hit, I wanted to lean into coaching a little more. And somewhere I had wrote that I'm going to um, start coaching full-time in 2022. Somewhere I had wrote that and I was connecting with people and I didn't realize that things were going on in the background of the universe, right? I'm, I'm connecting with people. I'm talking to other coaches, thinking that I need their help and support to get me to the next level because they are certified in some way and I could learn something from them. But no, I couldn't really learn too much from them. I just kept moving on and trying new things and connecting with other people, trying new new things. And I have this written down. I used to have a giant board and have it written down coaching in 2022. And sure enough, I had this overwhelming feeling of anxiety at the end of 2021. It was mm-hmm. overwhelming that I felt like, well, the universe was showing me that my job wasn't as important to me as the idea that I wanted to make connections with people. Because essentially in my job, I was an analyst and I was pretty siloed. I wasn't really able to talk to people on a day-to-day basis. And I was like, I'm lonely. And the universe is like, hey, hey, coaching, remember? Coaching. This thing, this <laughs> and, thing you want to do over here. We got you to Chicago so you can have this thing over here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so one day I got, I, I was so siloed that essentially I could work all day and nobody would message me or anything. So one day I got a message from someone saying that it's an emergency. I need you to hurry up and go make this change. And I go to this thing and they, I'm looking at a ticket and it's supposed to be a high priority ticket. And I look at it and it's old, it's dated, and there's no priority on it. So I'm like, isn't that the universe telling me that 
nobody, I'm not making any kind of difference or impact here mm-hmm. that I'm doing the, the thing that's not impactful. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up quitting my job. I ended up quitting my job. And this was like a couple of weeks later, but I You actually, just quit. You just quit. You know what? That's that's not fair to say. <laughs> okay. Okay. So a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks had gone by and I thought, well, this is a time for an experiment. Does anybody really care about the work that I do? I, I was able to automate a lot of my work. I'm just going to move away from my computer and not do anything for a week. Nobody noticed I was gone. <laughs> oh, that sucks Nobody so noticed. much. And also, yeah. it's it's also the best gift probably as well. But ooh, that it was stinks. Like, hey, 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 hey. Yeah, I know. I'm Isn't all the ego and stuff. so interesting? Like you want to leave and yet it's like no one noticed you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I ended up quitting though. I ended mm. up quitting because I realized that, well, this is, was super clear to me that what I'm doing doesn't really fit right with my soul, mm-hmm. sit right mm-hmm. with my spirit. And so I need to make connections with people because that's what I said I wanted from the beginning of time. I've been searching for that all this time. They didn't set me up to sit be in Chicago, to sit at home in front of a computer where I'm not talking to anybody and no one cares if I do the work or not. That's not right. what I'm here for. Right. And so that really was like, oh, well, then now I'm going to put all my energy into coaching because they basically said that this is a distraction for you. Yeah. And we've cleared the way for you. And when I quit my job, I wasn't actually like super prepared for it either. I liquidated some things and they were just, it was just like, this is what you need to do. Essentially, that's what I felt was right for me. And it has always been, it always feels right for me. And I keep going and I keep going and I keep creating and I keep connecting with people. And that's how I got to talk to you. Yeah. Otherwise I'd be at work right now. Yeah. You'd be. Yeah. Doing some tickets and, you know, I, um, (laughs) I never read the secret, but, um, I read a book called E squared and it I for, it's pam something anyways y'all can google it it's um i gotta get the author on because i love her so much and i also attribute her to my husband actually texting me because it was one of the one of the assignments was to write down two people's names who have your information you don't have plenty like you haven't seen them where they're like oh i'll give you a call like you're not expecting a call they have no reason to contact you but you want them to contact you it's very specific. So I wrote mm. down my now husband. We hadn't seen each other in three months. And uh, so I wrote his name down. And I wrote down this woman at work who actually, I worked in, in West Hollywood. She actually was out of the New York office at the company I was working for. And I really, I worked with her on a shoot and I wanted to be on another shoot with her. But I, um, uh, so there's no, there's no app, like there's nothing to do. There's, but I just wanted, her, I just wanted to have a talk with her so she wouldn't remember me so I could be on another, um, commercial shoot. And so I wrote those names down and, um, I it, like, you're, it said like in 48 hours or whatever, it's gonna, one of those two names is going to contact you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so I am at work and I'm about to leave for the day. And my phone has a text message from Brad and I'm like, wow. And he's like, he's like, dang, these back bends. I like, I, I can't get them. He's like, he was into yoga and he knows I'd, he knew I taught Pilates, but so that was his like, hi, <laughs> how's it going? Right. And I was like, oh my God. And I'm walking down the stairs at this West Hollywood club. And by the way, when I knew this woman, when we actually met, it was at a different location and she lived in New York and I was in a different location in LA. So she didn't know that I was transferred. So I'm walking down the stairs and who's walking up the stairs, this woman. Wow. On the other piece of paper. And she's like, oh my God, I've been, I was so hoping I'd find you when I was in town this week. Do you have time to talk? And I was like, 
I totally have time to talk. Right wow. Now. Yes. Yes. In fact, I just think I'm going to reread this book because it was so good. Anyway, he squared. He squared. You know, if you're if you're someone who's like like unsure of how to manifest, it really teaches you different ways you can bring in the law of attraction. I don't think she uses those words, but like basically bring in what you're asking for and bring it mm-hmm. and let the universe bring you what you're wanting. So anyways, it, Coach Lee, I could talk to you forever. <laughs> yes, we could. There's we have so to be many careful things about we need to like dive into. Um, we'll start a book club for E squared. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> we're going to take a brief moment and um, we're going to come back and find out how people can find you, coach with you and get to know you. All right, where my teacher's at, my studio owners, my apprentices at, my home studio owners, independent teachers, I'm talking to you. I want you to listen up right now. Here's the deal. There's so much admin that is required to run a business and it could mean the difference between you growing your business and you having time off. And the important thing to me is that you have time off. You have time away from your business because you do not work 24 seven. And I know you're thinking, oh, it's just one hour on this one day or not really a big deal. My clients text me and then I book them. And you know, I really like to book them because I like to be in control. Stop right there. (laughs) Here's the deal. You have to have a barrier between you and your business. It is so important that you get to have a day off where you are not being texted by a client who wants to reschedule a session from two weeks from today, but then they want a day that you don't have and you're going back and forth. It's just this once. It's not just this once. It's happening too often. And so I want you to try the 30 day trial of the scheduling tool that I have partnered up with. It is freaking amazing. They have over 33 features. I have a coaching video for each one of those features to let you know if it's right for your business. And every single week, anybody who's using my version of the scheduling tool gets coaching tips from me. That's right, coaching tips from me. So you are not alone in running your business and you get to feel like you have this 24 seven assistant you've always wanted. Plus they have an incredible support team, like literally real life human beings who will help you transfer whatever tool you have to theirs. And if you don't have one yet, they're still gonna be able to help you. Do not be scared of the tech. I promise you, your phone is more technological than what you're going to be using for the scheduling tool. So go to Profitable Pilates slash scheduling tool, Profitable Pilates slash scheduling tool to get on this 30 day trial. All right, Coach Lee, where do you hang out? Where, at what socials can people find you, follow you on? How can people work with you if they're like, please help me have lasting, meaningful relationships? Well, you can find me at patternsofpossibility.com and you can find me at all social media on Patterns of Possibility. Right now, I have a five-day challenge to help you make the lasting friendships. It's free to sign up for it. So you can find that at patternsofpossibility.com. That's so cool. That's so great. I also um, love alliteration like that. So good job. (laughs) 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 it just rolls off the top patterns of possibility okay we ask everybody and i can't wait to hear yours because you're just awesome be it action items bold executable targeted intrinsic steps people can take to be it till they see it well, definitely. If you're looking for friendships, the best thing you can do is learn about yourself. And so I have three things that I want you to learn to think about when learning about yourself, learning more about your history, your hobbies, and your habits, that alliteration. I love it myself, but they're your history, your hobbies, and your habits and rank the top three of each that you have and make sure that you're able to know what those are and put yourself in places, see yourself in places with your history and hobbies and habits so you can connect with the right people. Oh, I like that. That's so awesome. I've had so many people go, oh, yeah, get to know yourself. And I'm like, how does one do that? What is someone like (laughs) recovering perfectionist and overachiever over here is really wanting to know the how to do that. And you just explain that history, 
habits and yeah, history, hobbies and habits, history, hobbies and habits. And then you write those things down and then now you've got things either talk about or to like, ding, 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 this person is on my same level with this thing over here. Yes. And you have to, the, the key to this though, is that you have to have those prioritized. Like what is most important to you? Don't go and look at, don't go to a, a thing that's not really a great hobby and expect to find someone you're going to make a genuine connection with over that hobby. Because if you really don't like the run and they're gung-ho about running every day, you're not going to feel very connected it's, with them. Yeah. It's like getting on a, it's like lying about something that you like to do in a beginning of a relationship. And then they're yeah. like, you said you like hiking. I liked it for the first date. I just didn't think it was every day. No, <laughs> Thank you for that extra tip because I think, um, like, if you think about your history, I can think of like a bunch of things that I could resonate with someone on, but I don't actually want to talk about those things all the time, or I want that to be like the thing that we like connect on. So I mm-hmm. would probably want to focus on things in my history that like I'm like, yeah, this is like I want to attract more of this, more of this kind of understand, yeah, that kind of thing. Okay, and then Absolutely. hobbies, yeah, hobbies are things you actually like to do, <laughs> which is yes, and then habits. I, you're, you're awesome, yeah, because because habits are, I mean, habits are going to tell you a whole lot about a person. And I know we're not going to talk that much longer, but if you're getting up at five a.m., you probably have a different life than somebody who's getting up at noon, and so. <laughs> There's your habits are different and you're going to find a little bit of disconnect if you try and connect on that. Yeah. Oh, that is so good. That's also very helpful for the person going, okay, my habit is like I brush my teeth twice a day. And it's like, no, like what are your like habitual things? Like again, the morning thing, it's very strange. I I wake up at five and my husband does go to bed at two in the morning. And um, so we really see each other in the middle of the day. Wow. It's like, oh, hey, you want to have lunch? <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't start out that way, did you? You know what? Um, we Here's just because this is like an anomaly, right? Um, so those aren't the things that connected us together. So those are like the things that don't matter. Like mm-hmm. why we connected was because we're both very entrepreneurial and um and and we there's like the history like of our breakups was very similar um Mm -hmm. and it wasn't the negative part but it was like how we left and how who we wanted to be when we're outside of that um Mm -hmm. dogs music a couple other things like so the the things that we stayed on we kind of ignored the fact that he went to bed at two and i woke up at five those didn't really matter because it was like the at the time in between and then you know and then yeah, life yeah, is that's just, that's just kind of validates my point. It, it's like if it's not really that important to you, then don't put it on there because that's not going to be a thing that connects you. But if it's detrimental that you have to spend all the time together in the world, then you're working up on different schedules. It's you, not going to be. You are 100 percent correct. Like I don't need. In fact, I prefer that he is not up in the morning with me and he's listening. He's going to listen to this because we do a recap episode. Um, so I do like when he walks the dogs with me in the morning, Brad. But I, <laughs> but I liked even when he did that for a brief moment. I really liked. Um, I would get up still earlier than that than the dog. Walk. I always get up before I walk the dogs to do my morning pages, do my red light therapy, and so I still did that part. And then he would join me on the walk. So I actually it wasn't a priority for me to have a person having coffee with me and breakfast with me. It was more like. No, I actually like the middle of the day dinner time. Like those are the important meals. Those are. Now I've had my time to charge up and now I can yeah. actually show up for an, any conversation. Oh, yeah. You were like, you were like definitely an anomaly because you're like, I want my self-care and this is important to me. And no matter what it is, I'm going to get it and make sure that happens so you can be that kind of person yeah, I am, that you want to be. I am trying 100% for this podcast to get people to understand that like you have to take prioritize your self-care. Otherwise, you cannot. This is why selfish needs a different word. That's, because, that's exactly. Because you cannot 
be anybody. I cannot be a best friend and a wife to my husband. I cannot take care of these dogs without yelling at them. I cannot coach people or do this podcast if I didn't take care of me first. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's so true. That's true. That's the truth. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Well, <laughs> y'all, I uh, I'm obviously found my new best friend um, and Coach Lee. I hope you enjoyed this episode. How are you going to use these tips in your life? Let us know. Tag uh, the Bit Pod. Tag Coach Lee. P- Patterns and possibilities. All the things are in the show notes below. If I got any of that wrong, and let us know how you are going to use these. And until next time, be it till you see it. episode of the be it till you see it podcast one thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast also make sure to introduce yourself over at the be it pod on instagram i would love to know more about you share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it help us and others be it till you see it have an awesome day Be It Till You See It is a production of As the Crows Fly Media. It's written, produced, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Kroll. Our associate producer is Amanda Fratarelli. Kevin Perez at Desenio handles all of our audio editing. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music. And our branding by designer and artist, Gianfranco Chofi. Special thanks to our designer, Jaira Mandal, for creating all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast, and our digital producer, Jay Pedroso, for editing all the video each week that you can. And to Angelina Herrico for transcribing each of our episodes so you can find them on our website. And finally, to Meredith Kroll for keeping us all on point and on time. <laughs>